I love animals, that is true, and they deserve a life as good as you. Treat them kind and treat them great, and please don't put them on my dinner plate. I love animals, that is true, and they Hello and welcome to episode 3 of A Voice for Animals. I'm your host Michael and today is Monday, February 14, 2011, Valentine's Day. More importantly for me, it marks my one year vegan anniversary. I just want to take a moment and thank everyone who has supported me in my decision to live a more compassionate life. To my mother and father for being my food testers whenever I had a new recipe to try, and all my friends who have supported me with my journey, as well as those who have been inspired to change themselves as well. Thank you, everyone. I want to start this episode by reading a few news articles that I came across in the February issue of Veg News Magazine. The first article is entitled, Animal Products Labeling. Beginning January 1, 2011, Whole Foods Market launched a new animal welfare labeling program that informs customers about how food animals were raised, according to Whole Foods CEO John Mackey. Signs provide shoppers with details about the conditions of the animals' lives, which aligns with the company's new transparency goals. In September, Whole Foods launched a similar program for its seafood based around a color code system that ranks the sustainability of various wild-caught fish, ranging from best choice, green, indicating species caught in sustainable ways, to avoid, red, denoting a species distressed by overfishing or caught using harmful methods. Whole Foods has promised to remove all red-labeled seafood from its stores by 2013. Mackey, a longtime vegan told USA Today in August that the new program was created to help shoppers and staff make more educated choices about food. In addition to its new animal welfare labeling program, Mackey announced the forthcoming launch of a private line of all vegan products, low in sugar, salt, and oil, modeled after recipes and nutrition from vegan firefighter Rip Esselstyn's book, The Engine 2 Diet. Now, although this idea for labeling the animal products with these green and red labels seems to be a good idea to inform people of the way animals are caught, the only true way to be the most conscientious consumer is to not purchase animal products to begin with, to be vegan. It's very simple to do. Trust me, I know. The next news article is entitled, Meaty Moralities. Diets rich in animal-based proteins and fats have been linked to higher mortality rates, according to a new study published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Researchers studied more than 100,000 individuals over the course of 20 to 26 years and found that frequent consumption of animal protein heightened mortality rates, including cardiovascular and cancer-related deaths. Lower mortality rates were found among individuals who ate a low-carbohydrate diet with plant-based fats and proteins. How many studies showing that animal products are not healthy for us must be conducted by researchers before they realize that all these studies show the same results? It reminds me 
of an old Ellen DeGeneres comedy routine where she does a newscast saying, there's a disturbing study out today that shows that studies are disturbing. It's, I think, a waste of time. They're all saying the same thing. By eating animal-based proteins and fats, it's killing us. The next article, Coverage Curbs Consumption. Increased media coverage of animal welfare issues and factory farming conditions has been shown to reduce meat consumption, says a study conducted by researchers from Kansas State University and Purdue University. The study links media coverage of animal agriculture with reduced consumption of all meat products, not only those animals featured in the coverage, following mainstream exposure. The team found that beef consumption decreased in 2008 following the release of videos from a Humane Society of the United States undercover investigation revealing cruel conditions at Hallmark Westland Slaughterhouse in Chino, California. Now, as with all things that are shocking to watch, it does affect us mentally. I understand that human nature tends to make us all show support for things that upset us, even if it's just temporarily. Case in point, after 9-11, I remember for about six months straight, people were so much kinder and considerate. There were American flag stickers on cars, American flags on car antennas, people wearing red, white, and blue apparel, and just an amazing show of pride. But of course, as time went on, it all disappeared, and people went back to being their inconsiderate selves. So unless we try to get more of these videos into mainstream media, I fear that people will just cut back and then go back to eating animals unless they can become informed and become willing to open their hearts. That's why vegan education is very important. Usually people will ask me where they can find out information on veganism, and I do not send them to the PETA website. Even though PETA did give me a, a jump start to my vegetarianism, uh, did nothing for me opening my eyes to veganism. But that will save for another podcast. So the three websites that I usually turn people to is the Boston Vegan Association. Their website is bostonvegan.org. They have a great pamphlet on veganism. It's called veganpamphlet.com. Peaceful Prairie Sanctuary has a website, goveganow.com. And the abolitionist approach for veganism is abolitionistapproach.com. Those are the three websites that I usually send people when they have questions and want some more information about being vegan. While looking on YouTube for some animal rights videos, I came across one by two brothers named Brendan and Aiden Elworthy, and I was blown away. It was a beautifully done video, and I'd like to share the script with you now. It's called Just Different. It's a story of a boy talking about his dog, and how he has unconditional love for the dog, and he's awakened to the fact that he's eating other animals. This is just different. I had never thought about it until someone asked me. The question itself wasn't a life-changing question, but it was the tip of a life-changing iceberg. I never knew that such a casual remark could change so much of me. Now that I think about it, the signs were there all along. It's almost crazy that I didn't see them sooner. I loved him. He was my best friend. I would never think of hurting him. And yet, how did I persist so long living like that, hurting others like him? It's not in me to be full of malice. I'm a caring guy, and I know that. No, 
I wasn't actually part of the process. But when you pay someone to do it, it's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? I would never hurt them, never cause them harm for a reason as small as my pleasure. There's simply no need to, and I knew that. And yet, somehow, I did cause them harm. For years I did, and I didn't think twice about it. Perhaps I didn't think about it because there was nothing to think about. No one had mentioned it to me. I probably would have never entertained the thought of discussing such a topic. The reality is so absent in our world. But I changed, and I realized I was wrong. Wrong without even knowing there was a question of right or wrong. I've realized now, it's not that they're better than us, and it's not that we're better than them. It's not a question of who is better. I don't think that it even matters anymore. We're just different. We speak different languages. We live in different worlds. It's not as if there's a conflict either. I don't know why I thought it was that way at first, knowing this strengthens my resolve. My resolve that it's not right to abuse someone simply because we can, or simply because it makes us feel good, or simply because we're different. And even though we are different, we are the same in the areas that matter. We can both cry out in pain or laugh with joy. We both seek comfort and avoid discomfort. Just because we can talk and they can fly doesn't mean we are better, just different. And they are so innocent. They have done no crime. They didn't ask to be brought into this world. And yet here they are, completely innocent and yet so hated. So helpless they are but I'm not supporting that anymore. I realized I wouldn't do that to him, and now I'm over my moral confusion. I'm over pretending that because I am stronger or smarter, that that gives me the reason to use or abuse others. I'm not describing our relationships with other worlds or other existences. I'm talking about other inhabitants of our planet Earth, other beings who exist with us, caught together in this web of life, these animals have done nothing wrong, and yet they are so vilified. Remember that life-changing iceberg? Well, I uncovered the whole thing, and it turned out to be a life-changing and life-saving iceberg. Each day, I choose to save a life, simply through what I eat. I would never think of eating him, so why would I eat another of his kind? We are not better than them. That doesn't even matter anymore. We are just different. I'd just like to thank Brendan and Aiden for letting me read this on my podcast. If you'd like to see all of their videos, you can go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash screaming chicken and the letter P. I'd like to close out today's episode with an Albert Einstein quote. Our task must be to free ourselves by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. Please check out my blog at avoiceforanimals.blogspot.com and you can email me at avoiceforanimals at aol.com. Thank you for listening. I love animals, that is true. And they deserve a life as good as you.
Treat them kind and treat them great. And please don't put them on my dinner plate. I love animals, that is true. And they deserve a life as good as